welcome to the Creative Financing Podcast, where you'll learn how to structure terms and use various creative financing strategies to create profitable deals for short and long-term wealth. Whether you're a buy and hold investor, wholesaler, or flipper, learning creative financing will help you do more deals and unlock profits that you may not even know existed. On the Creative Financing Podcast, we break down actual deals we and our guests are doing and simplify the methods and terms used to execute these strategies. Now, let's dive in and create some terms. Hello and welcome to the Creative Financing Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Gallegos, here with Jeff Rappaport. And today, guys, we are talking about virtual wholesaling. Um, this is something that uh, Jeff is doing right now across the nation, and he, he wanted to chime in on it. Um, and this virtual wholesaling is where you're wholesaling deals in a market that you do not live in, and you're not, you're not going to look at these properties, but uh, you're, you're finding, uh, you know, you're finding motivated sellers and um, lining up buyers and wholesaling them uh, right there from home. So why did you want to talk about this, Jeff? Yeah, but, but one of the things that I'm seeing right now is there are a lot, a lot of new investors getting into real estate, right? I mean, that probably more than we've ever had, ever. Yeah, uh, I agree. You know, the markets have been really good for quite a while. And uh, there are a lot of people doing super good in real estate, whether it's flipping or wholesaling or you know, buying holds. And so we're, we're just seeing so many people get into real estate. But, you know, I do hear a lot of the same issues. Like uh, my, my, um, I can't find any leads. My, my area is too competitive. And uh, I'm, the, the area I work in is saturated with other investors. And to be honest, that, that is probably true. And some areas really bad. Uh, most areas, uh, that's probably the truth. Um, yeah, I don't know if there's like an area where, hey, there's no one working. And you found this area and you're the only investor there. Um, if you want to work in more rural areas, you probably could have that. Uh, but you want to work in more populated areas that you're probably, you're going to join at least some investors there, if not quite a few. And <clears throat> what I wanted to do is just kind of give people an overview of what we're doing and, uh, and how we're using creative financing in our virtual wholesaling and what it's required and um uh but we we just did i think our next episode we'll talk more in depth about this but we just sold some storage units with creative financing um that are virtual and yeah you know, we never saw it um they were in texas and um and we made six plus figures on it so uh these are some cool things that you know, everyone could be looking at and so i wanted to i wanted to give people some options I, I want people to understand you know things have changed uh you're not necessarily running out to go see a house anymore 
you don't need to go and meet with the seller face to face anymore. A lot more is being done over the phone, email, Zoom. Um, and sellers are starting to recognize it. And uh, with COVID still very prevalent, a lot of sellers um, like it. You know, the, the, their safety is, is important. Your safety is important. And this, by doing it virtually, you're not really coming in contact. So uh, uh, probably good for everyone in the long term. Um, yeah. Have you ever thought about doing stuff virtually? Uh, I was uh, doing some virtual wholesaling in Oklahoma, Oklahoma City. That's right. Yep. Um, yeah, kind of when we started this podcast, I got out of that market just because uh, it, the just the wholesale fees were were low, um, because the houses are cheaper there. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I've done it. I've done it. Um, I've bought a house that I've put my own money on and turned around and sold that house to another uh flipper um and and then i've just you know assigned uh contracts as well yeah so let me tell you a little bit about what we're doing and how we're doing it and i i I bring this up because i think it's a good uh a good episode for people to start thinking right start maybe just thinking outside of their own little box and I'm not saying everyone needs to go do this. They, they don't. Um, if you already got something good in your market, don't change it. Uh, but I, I just want you to know what's out there. So we we have been we have been working virtually for the last six plus years, and uh, we're out of Utah. That's our home area. And we do deals in Utah, but we've been doing deals in Idaho for uh, since the day that I got back into real estate. Um, so Idaho has always been our one of our virtual markets. I've only been to Idaho once in my life, and it was during uh, my freshman year in <laughs> college. So I have not seen 50, 80, 100, 200 um deals that we have done all throughout Idaho over the last six years. Um, We just did one. I actually bought this on creative financing, short-term finance, which we talk about all the time um, for me to wholesale this property and um, in Boise. And it it did not turn out how I expected. It turned out even better. And uh, within two days, I had someone offer me $50,000 down and um, got all my money back out of this deal right away. Um, He offered to, hey, he he asked if I sell it for anything above this price, can I have it? I said, sure. That netted me a $38,000 profit on this deal. Um, he then made, I don't know, he might have made more money than I did, maybe 40, um, selling it on, putting it on the MLS, um, people bidding it up, paying more than what it's worth. Um, and uh, he was a realtor, so he saved some commissions. Um, and he got paid too. And uh, I was totally happy with that situation. Um mm-hmm. 
Now, I did the same thing in a rural area in Wisconsin where um, bought the property on terms um, and turned right around and sold it, put it on the open market, sold it. Um, I think we had it under contract for 25 and ended up 25. I don't know. We made $40,000 on it, um, I think is what turned out within yep yeah, a five week period of time and the only reason it took so long is if you want to deal in some of these rural areas you get to deal with rural attorneys and uh that they moved very very slowly we, we could have had this done in 10 days but i think all attorneys move very slowly yeah well try rural ones where they, they've got all <laughs> kinds of excuses um so we, we then have added a third market, um, and this was back a couple of years ago. We, we added Tennessee, um, parts of Tennessee, Chattanooga, um, and it's really just Chattanooga. We really haven't done anything in Knoxville, and um, which has been all right. Um, but this last year-ish, we decided we wanted to generate more leads. We wanted to do more deals and we wanted to do two things. And I'll, I'll break this up into two different categories. One is like single family and small multifamily, right? Um, what most people know as to, you know, that's what most people are wholesaling. And rather than go and, and study the different markets and try to figure out where else we would like to be, um, we, we just started to use a marketing company that was marketing all throughout the country and they were generating leads throughout the country and you could then pay them and uh, they give you leads in a round robin format. So depending on how many people are in the group, you know, someone gets one, the next person gets one and you, you could have leads all over the country, right? Um, uh, I, th th there's only a few areas that I'm very hesitant to work in. And, um, when we had Ross Donahue on, um, a few weeks ago about Dodd-Frank and he mentioned, you know, he did not like the New England states and, um, and he, he basically said that, that, uh, attorneys there have been, uh, tough on people that do owner financing. So, I'm not saying that I would pass up a deal in New Jersey or New York, but I don't want to actively market there um, uh, if that I don't really want to be doing deals there. But we have this marketing that generates leads all over. So we, we don't really get to choose where we work. Um, what we get to choose is um, we don't want it to be too rural. Um, we want them to be in you know, major cities to some of the more um, tertiary cities. And, um, and we're able to quickly look up, um, you know, what kind of state it is. What is it a trustee state? Is it a mortgage state? Do they recognize land contracts or contract for deed? Um, do they do an all-inclusive trustee to note or a wraparound mortgage? And um, and then we just make those offers just like we were making them 
anywhere else. And then we go find the title company. Now that's the the challenge. Um, that's the variation. It, it is a bit of a challenge, but hey, at least now we know we only have a few questions. Hey, we're investors. Do you work with investors? Do you do assignment of contracts? Um, do you deal with owner financing like all-inclusive trustee to notes or subject to or um, that kind of stuff? And if the answer is yes, then we're trying them out. And if we like them, then we'll continue to use them. If not, then we'll find someone new for the next deal. Um, but now we're, we're everywhere, right? So I have three deals in Indiana. We have two deals in Tennessee, Chattanooga, um, or Chattanooga, Tennessee. And uh, we have a deal in Pennsylvania. We got a deal in um, Alabama. So all over. Uh, and we don't pick it. Um, but then we go find the buyer. How do we find the buyer? Um Facebook, um, uh, Google, and um, you know, if you're in a populated area, how difficult do you think it is going to be to find a buyer? If I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina, could I go? Could I just go online and say sell my house fast, Charlotte, North Carolina, and yeah. pull up 25? Um, investors and contact them and say, Hey, I got a deal. Do you want it? Yep. Yeah. You can also look for Facebook pages, you know, that's right. Yep. Facebook pages uh, for investors in that market. Yep. So, so as far as um, single family and multifamily, doing it virtually is really nowhere near as hard as what, people think and you want to make it even easier jonathan if you don't mind splitting some of the profits go find a a, a good wholesaler in the areas that you're working in and make a deal yeah. right you generate the leads um you know they close the deal they find the buyer you split the profits um okay. uh or they do you know some of the legwork and you know you split it somehow some way uh we don't do that um we, we do it more uh I'm not saying we never do it, but uh, we're, we're looking for those buyers and we're, we're okay building a buyer's list as we go too, right? So um, if once we're in Indiana, we're, we'll, we'll sell these, we'll generate some leads. Now the next time we have leads in Indiana, we're building on what we've already started. Yeah. Uh, so it's really not that hard. And using the creative financing. So, you know, I'm in a market where, um, uh, Utah and Idaho are two of the hottest markets and have been for the last several years yeah. and prices are high and you know we talk a little bit about creating terms and then being able to stay in the middle and so sometimes it's nice to work on those lower price range type houses there's more motivation and uh, you know if I can go buy a house for five grand eight grand pay cash turn right around and sell it for terms, you know, for 35. Um, that's a pretty nice markup. And, but I don't have any $5,000 homes in the areas that I live in or work around. Uh, they don't exist. So I can go to areas where they do exist because that's what I'm targeting. If that's what I want. 
if I want better cash flow, you know, Utah and Idaho aren't the best cash flowing areas. If I want that, I can go to the Midwest or the Southeast Southwest and I can target those areas where, um, hey, yeah, uh, you buy a property for 75 and it rents for 1200 a month. Um, now, if that's what I want, I can do it. Right now, I just go wherever. Wherever the leads take me is totally fine. And if you add now that, hey, we, we also look for commercial properties, so storage units, apartments, uh, mobile home parks, RV parks, um, and all over the country. And uh, we're trying to do creative financing with them. We're, we're putting them under contract for cash. And then we're wholesaling them. Only real difference is a little more work, a little more due diligence, um, but the assignment yeah. fees are significant. Um, and bigger paydays. Yeah. Earlier this year, we had one that was a $350,000 assignment fee. Um, wow. uh, yeah, well, the one we just did was a $110,000 one. So nice. uh, no real difference. And uh, really, the whole point of this episode is maybe not a, a lot of creative finance here, but you can use your creative financing and or your wholesaling, depending on if you use them in conjunction with one another. But let's say that you, you're just looking for creative financing deals. Um, you can literally go to the markets that make the most amount of sense for you to create those kinds of deals. And uh, without much work, without without much expense and um, and find places where you feel more comfortable either dealing in certain price ranges or maybe they're not as saturated with competition, uh, whatever the case may be. Um, however, do keep something in mind is that if you are looking to wholesale, there are states that are starting to pass legislation for, you know, uh, I, I don't want to say making wholesaling illegal, but making wholesaling an issue. And uh, right now there's Illinois. Um, Pennsylvania is right now passing something. Um, it's the stupidest thing, but uh, it sounds like it's going through. Um, and the only other one that I would probably keep an eye on is Oklahoma. Um, but there's always ways around it. And if you're doing creative finance, um, yeah, maybe you're not doing assignment of contracts. Maybe now you're, you're looking for the deals that you can stay in the middle or you're assigning to other investors because you're going to have a lot less issue with those. Yeah, but you can also, I mean, ways to get around those things is you buy in an LLC and then you, you know, you assign. There's all kinds of things. Yeah. Or I'm just saying, if you're working in all these different states, you got to also be somewhat up to date on what goes on in these different states. Yeah, absolutely. So, Jeff, you're saying that you just use kind of a, a marketing company and then they give you leads all across the nation. So you're not really targeting markets right uh -uh. now? So... I, I still have some markets that we target, right? Yeah. Um, so we still target Utah, Idaho, Chattanooga. 
Um, but the vast majority of our other leads come from this marketing channel where they're doing Facebook and Google AdWords. And the reason that they're doing them nationwide is that they can do them for considerably cheaper than if you were to be in you know, a major market and focusing on that major market. Yeah. They, they get the, the leads much cheaper by going wide rather than deep. And yeah. uh, so now they add people so that they continue to, to add to their ad spend and they create leads for all the people participating. Now, you've got to be good at converting these leads to deals, right? Yeah. Otherwise, it doesn't matter. You know, and I, and it's a work in progress. I mean, I've had leads in populations of 800 people, um, you know, <laughs> mobile homes out in the middle of nowhere. But yeah. um, uh, we are doing quite well conversion-wise. And, uh, and we just continue to build on it. And then I will continue to add certain things um, to some of the markets. You know, I'm not familiar with all these markets. So, you know, I get into a market and I'm like, hey, I don't mind this market. Um, and as I get a little more familiar, then we'll probably set some things up um, to continue to try to push some leads through those those types of markets. Um so, yes, we, we do some things to target some markets, but right now, most of it is pretty general. Okay. And then we have our apprentices, and those apprentices can go anywhere um, and generate leads wherever they want. So, so when you, so say, say you find a house uh, in, you know, some rural yeah. town in Pennsylvania or Yep. Tennessee or whatever. Uh, what do you do? So you, you know, you get a you get a lead. Um, how do you? Where are you looking at comps at? First of okay. all. So first of all, first thing that I do whenever I get a lead is we're going to look at if we're not familiar with the area, we're going to look at what the population is, okay. uh, and then we're going to look at the crime rate. And I, I would tell you that one of the things we have learned very quickly is make sure you look at a number of different websites for crime rate. And you, you might look at a particular city or you may look at a particular zip code, but make sure you look at at least, at least two or three because you'll be really surprised. But one will give it like a letter grade and it'll be an F. And then you'll go to another website and they'll show it as a number grade and the grade is not that much different from the national average. Uh, so you got to make sure you do your due diligence. Mostly, we run our comps through one of two sources, um, Zillow, which I know is like, what? Um, has nothing to do with the Zestimate. We run comps just like we would normally run comps. But there are cities, there are states that are non-disclosure states makes it super difficult. And when we can't find any comps, then we will take our best guess. And then if we get it under contract, we're going to reach out to a local realtor and we're going to start verifying our assumptions. Um, or we're going to use PropStream or both. Okay. Does uh, PropStream have good data nationwide and rural towns? It's got, again, um, 
It's got good information. There is no substitute for the MLS. Um, yeah. But it's just going to be impossible to be a part of the MLS in 35 states or 40 states yeah. or whatever it's going to be. Right. And um, so we make do. And are, are some of them kind of challenging? Yeah, some of them are. Um, and, yep, I'm not committing to anything. Uh, I, I, I'm trying to do my best to do our due diligence. And so far, we haven't been wrong. We, we've been in the ballpark every time. Uh, okay. Sometimes a little on the, you know, aggressive side um, when we should be more on the conservative side, but we're learning. Yeah. Okay. So, so you uh, look at crime rate, look at population. Is there, you know, if, if there's really high crime rates, do you not even consider it? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I'm certainly not going to consider it for me buying it or me buying and staying in the middle with creative financing. Um, Although I may still be okay putting it under contract and trying to wholesale it, but um, I realize that we will have less buyers that want to work in some of the war zones. So I do try to stay out of the war zone. So, um, yeah. you know, if I look up a city and it's like in the top 10 worst cities in the nation, yeah, we're probably out. Um, okay. Uh, but if I do look up some, you know, if you're working in like Missouri and, you know, St. Louis can have some rough areas, Las Vegas can have some rough areas, Memphis can have some rough areas. So, you know, uh, Detroit, um, you know, yeah. some of these inner city places can have some rough areas. So really what the goal is, is that, hey, um, we'll probably, uh, we'll, we'll make a judgment call and uh you know ultimately we'll we'll just try to verify our assumptions and if our assumptions are wrong we'll either um terminate our agreement or we'll renegotiate our agreement yeah okay so you you look at population you look at crime rate um then you do your best guess on you know on comping the property and then you you get it under contract and then where do you go for a buyer? So we've been a part of a lot of masterminds. So we have connections all over the country. And okay. um, depending on um, what we're trying to do with this property, we're going to, um, one, if, we're, if we feel like, hey, we've got a good value, we're, we're confident in the value, now we're just looking for our buyer, right? So... Um, so we will, we will reach out to anyone that we may know in the area. We will reach out on Facebook to anyone that might be in that area. We may look up people, companies on the internet that are working in the area. Um, uh, and to be honest, that may be enough right there. Um, if it's not, then, you know, we could start looking at, um, connecting with some realtors and getting their opinions. Also, whether they work with other investors. So we might do a little research on cash buyers in that area. And, uh, you know, if we can find out 
um, who the cash buyers were. Sometimes we can then find out who the realtors are that were representing them. And um, we potentially can contact them both. Um, and part of uh, what we got with this nationwide marketing company was we got a lot of buyers. And so that group will also help us liquidate properties in different areas too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so when these leads, are you just getting their phone numbers or, um, and then calling them back or do they fill out like a web form? Uh, yeah, it's like a web form that they fill out, you know, name, address, email, phone number. Um, and then a few additional questions like, when do you want to sell? And, um, Stuff like that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, nothing super, you know, we have our acquisition manager go collect that info and go yeah, so he, with them. He just takes these leads, gives them a call and says, hey, notice that you're interested in selling your house. Uh, yeah, hey, hey, you responded to uh, some marketing online. Um, you know, just getting back to you, wanted to um, see what we can do for you. Um, you have a few minutes so we can ask you some questions. Yeah. Cool. And then through your network uh, from those guys and, you know, your mastermind networks and working with agents, you're able to, to find a buyer for those properties. Yeah. The yeah. single family stuff is much easier than like the commercial. Yeah. Um, yeah. Commercial is a whole different realm. And at some point, if we, we want to discuss that, then we could, but probably not on this podcast because yeah um i mean we are we, we are doing a lot of different things to build our buyers list for commercial um I, and, and when i say commercial that might be apartment storage mobile home rv but th they may range for a couple hundred grand to you know five million and uh i want to have buyers on my buyers list that are one capable of buying and two that we train them on what we do and what the process is and three that um, you know i'm not only getting buyers because a lot of my buyers are wholesalers that are pretending to be buyers and right. um yeah i i want more of the the doctor and attorney that have some cash that um you know on the side they own some commercial real estate so right. we're working on some different things to make that happen yeah well i think uh, i think that kind of wraps us up on the whole process of virtual wholesaling how how you find them how you and i, I don't even know if we should be talking virtual wholesaling it should be virtual investing right because <laughs> yeah um yeah this is the creative financing podcast certainly you can use wholesaling but it's really about you know we've been using terms and there was no we, we were able to continue to just do what we normally do yeah and if you know that we do something that someone doesn't like then they tell us yeah yeah because on all of your leads you always offer some kind of creative financing right. offer. Uh, yeah. So there's always a term offer uh, with your cash offers. So, so guys, if you're having, you know, difficulty finding good leads in your area, this is something you should probably consider. 
Um, if it's you know, highly competitive in your market, you know, especially if you live in a big city and there's a ton of uh, investors and you know, it seems like everyone stopped looking to the MLS for deals and they started going direct to seller. And so, um, you know, there's a ton more competition now than there's ever been uh, going direct to seller. But if you're having issues, you should consider virtual wholesaling uh, like this. And, you know, it's, it's just a matter of finding that distressed seller or distressed uh, property, right? And that's what you're really looking for. Um, and when you can when you can find that, then you can probably get a good discount, and you can uh, sell that on terms uh, to you know someone else in that market or or wholesale it. So, uh, I think this is a good topic, Jeff. Um, just to kind of you know really people people kind of box themselves in uh, yeah. to, to a certain market, right? And um, you know if it's not work, whatever they're doing isn't working in that market, they just they just think that. Uh, it doesn't work right now because it's too competitive. And so we can just kind of get you out thinking outside of that box. Uh, that That's really the goal of this episode. You know, I, I remember talking, and, and uh, we've talked to lots of students, um, students, listeners, whatever, about, you know, hey, I'm in California, or I'm in LA, and, you know, prices are $2 million, $2.5 million. Well, you don't have to work in LA. I mean, you could work in Bakersfield. You could work in Sacramento. Um, you could work in Arizona. Uh, it, 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 things have changed so much technology-wise. And uh, there's probably no, probably within the last 12 months, you still had people telling you to go out and um, on appointments, go meet the seller. And there's no better way to create that rapport, to get that um, read on body language and everything in person, but it's just not the most efficient use of your time anymore. And it's not even necessary and it's not even safe right now. So <laughs> right, it's, uh, changed. Yeah. it's just amazing how things have um, very, very quickly changed from uh what was the norm to what it is right now and you know like i said we've been doing this virtually for six plus years um at least in one other market and sometimes in two but uh, it's not like this is something new so and creative financing is thinking outside of the box and mm -hmm. Now, that's what we always want you to do. We want you to have to think after these episodes. Yep, for sure. Well, cool. We'll wrap it up right there then, Jeff. Guys, if you have deals that you're working on and you you know, maybe need help structuring or need some ideas where you can go with that, um, please leave a, a post on our Facebook page, uh, the Creative Financing Podcast on Facebook. Um, that's the best place to leave uh, to leave those kinds of uh, questions. Um, so again, if you're if if there's a deal you're looking at and you're like, hey, how do I structure this? Uh, leave that on our Facebook page because you know at least we have a community there that uh, can help you immediately if we can't get back with you, and we will chime in um, from time to time. But I just want to say that so that you're not calling our hotline and leaving uh, leaving a deal there because. Um, you know, we, we 
get inundated with uh, phone calls, as you can imagine. And so uh, it takes some time to get back with people. And, you know, if it's two weeks later, three weeks later, I'm sure the deal is gone by then. So um, leave your deals there on, on Facebook, the Creative Financing Podcast. Um, and if you're interested in Jeff's apprenticeship program, um, he's going to have people start reaching out to Rebecca for that. So shoot Rebecca an email at Rebecca at weofferoptions.com. That's R-E-B-E-C-C-A at weofferoptions with an S.com. So reach out there. Um, all of our episodes are on the creativefinancingpodcast.com. That's our archive. So if you can't find it on iTunes or Google Play or wherever you get your podcasts, go there to uh, follow us from the beginning. Uh, what else, Jeff? I think that's good. I think, uh, yep. Uh, by now, I hope that uh, our, our Creative Financing Academy is up and running. And um, if it's not, it will be immediately by the time this episode comes out. And uh, if you've seen our if you haven't taken us up on our offer to see a free video from start to finish on a deal, you know, text uh, CFP to our hotline number and you'll get a, a video. But you know, that that's basically what we're doing with our Creative Financing Academy that we're creating video after video after video on deal structuring on all kinds of different deals from start to finish with the thought process of exit strategies and and different ways that you can use things, plus all the tools and clauses and um, contracts that you need, plus a deal lab twice a month to to you know have your questions answered and bring your own deals so that we can structure them. So uh, yep. we're super excited. We're doing this together, Jonathan. And um, yep. you know, uh, granted, neither of us are um, great at getting the website done, which has been the holdup, but. Um, it will be done yeah so guys if you haven't had that if you haven't gotten that video yet text uh creative financing or cfp to 877-409-8090 and uh, you can also leave us a message there if you're interested in the creative financing academy so, everyone has loved that video by the way the feedback's been super good on it yeah yep so if you guys want more of that hit us up and until next time, go out there and create some terms. Thanks for listening to the Creative Financing Podcast. We need your feedback to continue to bring you the best strategies in creative financing. So please subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. We greatly appreciate your ear and please pass this on. Until next time, create some terms. This show offers general information on creative financing strategies and real estate investments. Nothing contained herein should be considered personal, legal, or financial advice. Every state has individual laws governing the use and type of documents used to execute strategies discussed herein. You should consult with a local licensed real estate broker and attorney before relying on any information contained herein. Information is not guaranteed, and opinions of the guests are their own. Profits are not guaranteed, and there's always inherent risk in real estate investing.